this edition of Emerging Daily. What are you fighting? Because we're all in a fight. We're fighting basically our own self. We're battling against a system of thought and a system of belief that have held us back, that have made us feel as though we are nothing, we are worms, we are less than nothing. What you're dealing with and what I'm dealing with are not always the same. And what you're dealing with is not worse or better than what I'm dealing with. What you're dealing with is not harder than what I'm dealing with. Now, what I'm dealing with might not be hard at all for you, and what you're dealing with may not be hard at all for me. When you really get to understand what the Satan is, it is an opponent that is given to you for you to overcome certain areas in this lifetime, in this life cycle, in this aeon, this part of your life, this age, this cycle of life. What are you fighting? You're fighting yourself. You're fighting these strongholds in your mind, these strongholds of thought, strongholds of belief that have held you back and kept you ignorant of what is in you, of what you are. You are the son and daughter of God. You are a part of God itself. Antichrist is not referring to a man just like the word Christ is not referred to a man or a woman. It's talking about that which stands in opposition to the anointing. You are the temple of God. So this part of you that is fighting against the Christ nature in you that's wanting to take control, that thing sits in there constantly declaring that it is God. This part of you that is instead of God, that's against God in you, within you. I'm talking about you. You know yourself that when you help somebody that it makes them feel good and by them feeling good, you feel good. And there's nothing better. There's nothing better than that. This is Emerging Daily with Charlton Scott Fisher. Scott is the founder and leader of Emerge Nashville, a spiritual refuge that's an evolving ministry expressing radical grace every day. Emerge is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your tax-deductible gift and to learn more about Emerge, visit EmergeNashville.org or email EmergeNashville at gmail.com. We hope this program will help you to emerge as pure gold and to steer you to put love into action. Welcome to Fantasy Island. I am your host, Scott Fisher. Hey, welcome to this edition of Emerging Daily. I don't know where that came from. I was just having a uh, a moment there thinking of Fantasy Island. Sometimes I wish I could be on Fantasy Island, not on the TV show, but in, in real life. It's been cold here, and my fantasy is to be always where it's hot. And I'm not talking about hell either. Uh, but anyway, uh, really, I appreciate you listening to this podcast. I hope that it's helping you and encouraging you and edifying you. The reason for this podcast is to help you to grow spiritually and to help you grow in, in your love walk. And those two go together. You can't really have one without the other. It's not just to give you a bunch of answers. You know, there are podcasts that where people think, well... I'm going to give you all the answers. That's not what this is for. This is to help cause you to dig for some answers because the answers are within you. They're not in a book and they're not on the radio or TV or in a podcast or a movie. They're in you. And all I can do is to help stir up 
that that's within you and help create a hunger within you to press into that which is in you. And what is that? That is Christ. That is God. That's the Spirit of God within you. That spark of divinity that you are. And it's in there, but it's hidden up under all this other junk, all this other stuff, and it's veiled from you. And you need to press in beyond the veil. Go beyond the veil. Meditate on the things that we talk about. Meditate on your questions. Whatever questions you have, if you have a question, I guarantee you there's an answer. You know, I'm not talking about just trivial questions, but I'm talking about real things that affect you and affect your life and where you are in your life. Those questions have answers, and those answers are within you. So press into those things. Meditate and contemplate on those things. And that's part of, like I said, what this podcast is for, is to help give you maybe even a direction to meditate towards. Uh, not a physical direction, but, you know, uh, uh, a line of thought. And to stir up some questions in you. Sometimes we don't even know questions to ask. And so maybe this will help you with that, help you think of some questions to ask. And again, not trivial questions, but questions that really can help you in your life and in your walk and what you're going through. All of us are going through something. I don't care who you are, you're going through something. And we all need direction. We all need answers. And like I said, those answers are within you. Um, Today, I want to sort of touch on what are you fighting? What are you fighting? Because we're all in a fight. We're fighting basically our own self. We're battling against a system of thought and a system of beliefs that have held us back, that have made us feel as though we are nothing, we are worms, we are less than nothing. And especially if you're dealing with um, feelings of inferiority, you know, some people don't deal with that, don't have to deal with that quite as much because it's just not part of their makeup. But if, if you are that type of person, which I have always been, then you have to deal with that. And, and it just makes it that much even harder. What are you fighting? We are told by Paul that we fight, that we do not wrestle with flesh and blood. But we wrestle against principalities and powers, rulers of the darkness of this world. Now, I'm, I'm quoting from Ephesians chapter 6 right now. But when he says we're fighting against the rulers of the darkness of this world, people think, well, it's talking about invisible demons that we just can't see with our eyes. And that's not what he's talking about. The rulers of the darkness of this world, the word rulers is cosmocrator cosmocrator comes from the same word of world that we've spoken about before cosmos which means a system either a system of thought system of belief an orderly arrangement of things it's not talking about this planet it's talking about a system your system of thought your system of beliefs there are principles there. It says a world ruler, but it comes from, it's a combination of cosmos, as I said, and a word krateo in Greek, which means to use strength to seize or retain. So it's these that take control of that system. So there are certain thought processes, certain belief processes within each of us that take control or try to take control. 
it says against the rulers, which what that is, like I said, it's that which tries to take control of this system of thought or belief. It says of the darkness, that word darkness is shadiness or obscurity of this world, which is aeon, of this age. Okay, so you've got the rulers who are ruling the system of the darkness, of the obscurity, of the ignorance of this age. In other words, you're fighting, we're fighting against these mindsets, these thought processes, these belief systems that have created strongholds in our minds of ignorance of, of the age that we're coming into. And I'm not talking about necessarily as the, a whole with the world. I'm talking about us individually. Now, as a, as a whole, there is an age that we're in, entering into. Every philosopher and every uh, spiritual teacher is aware of this. We are entering into another age. And it's, it, it can be a difficult time, but it can also be a glorious time. Many of the teachers of Kabbalah say that we're entering into the time of the Messiah, and they don't see the Messiah as being a person. They see it as being a consciousness that we all enter into. In other words, they see it as, as and of course, they don't say Christ. They say Messiah, Mashiach, the anointing. They see it as us entering into the consciousness of God. In other words, not just being aware of God mentally or mental assent to God, but actually allowing that consciousness to control us. In other words, walking in the Spirit. So we are fighting against that which is keeping us in this other age. You know, the other day I shared about don't act your age. There's things in our minds, things in our thoughts, in our soul, and our soul is basically our consciousness. It's our it's our mind, our will, and our emotions. It comes from the Greek word suke, which encompasses all of those things. It's our, it's our consciousness. Whereas the spirit within is that which is of God, that's from God. It is God, okay? And like I said, I believe I said yesterday, our soul is what makes us unique. It's what makes us a unique expression of God. We're all expressions of God. And how can I say that? Because there is nothing, there is no being apart from God. God is all being. There is no being apart from God. God is all life. There is no life apart from God. And I'm not just talking about life in heaven or spiritual life as, as opposed to somebody who is lost and in sin. No, there is no life, life at all, apart from God. And so God is life. God is light. God is that light that is in every atom and every subatomic particle. He is that light that all things are made of. And it's not a he, but I just, I'm sorry for that. I just, I'm used to using that. But it is what is everything is made of is light and life and love. Because really, those things are expressions of love. Life and light are expressions of love. Because God is love. Okay, so back to the scripture that we were lo looking at. He says that we wrestle not, and that word wrestle is pale. It's, it is wrestling. It's like physical wrestling with something. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but against principalities or principles, the principles that, that we have built our thought system and belief system upon, 
and many times those are incorrect or incomplete. We wrestle against powers. That word powers can also, it's privileges or authority, influence. It's not talking about something, what most people think of demons. When when they read this scripture, especially if you're in the evangelical movement, you're taught this is dealing with with spirit evil spirits and all this and that's not that's not what it's about at all it's about these things that are in our minds against the rulers like i said that rulers is that which seizes or retains strength in the system of the cosmos and so these are those things that are part of that system of thought and belief that have created a stronghold in our minds of darkness or obscurity or ignorance it doesn't mean uh, necessarily evil it's just darkness darkness usually symbolizes ignorance of this age in other words where it causes us to be ignorant of the age that we are in and that god is wanting us to enter into and i'm talking about as an individual and yes as a corporate being as as the as the world as humanity as a whole but it, it has to start with each of us until each one of us deal with these these things. See, this is what we're fighting. Now, you are fighting different things than me, but it's still the same type fight, if you understand what I'm saying. What you're dealing with and what I'm dealing with are not always the same. And what you're dealing with is not worse or better than what I'm dealing with. What you're dealing with is not harder than what I'm dealing with. Now, what I'm dealing with might not be hard at all for you, and what you're dealing with may not be hard at all for me. But it's, it's, we're designed that way. And that battle is really designed that way. When you, when you really get to understand what the Satan is, it is an opponent that is given to you for you to overcome certain areas in this lifetime, in this life cycle, in this aeon of your life, this, this part of your life, this age of your, this cycle of life, this course of life that you are in, you are given an opponent And whatever it is that you are finding hard to deal with, that is your opponent that you have been given in order to overcome. God in you is wanting to overcome this thing. And it's it's a wonderful thing when you think about it. But in experience, in our daily walk, it's a terrible and awesome thing. And it hurts sometimes and we don't want to deal with it. We just get depressed or, or we just try to ignore it. And that just makes it worse. We're dealing with spiritual wickedness. Now, word wicked... Now that's that that is a pretty deep word. If you ever really get into into what wickedness and evil really are, wickedness and evil both basically come from a word. Okay, this word is poneria, means depravity, but it's from the word poneros, which is evil. But now this is when it starts getting a little deep because that word is from Ponos, which is labor, continuous and exhausting labor. And how many of us are so tired of these thoughts that just keep pressing against us? We're so tired of of fighting this mind, these thoughts, these attitudes, these emotions. It gets so tiresome. See, that's where the word evil comes from, is from labor, anguish continuous and exhausting labor and anguish okay so we're we're fighting that thing that is basically the cause of our anguish of our labor 
I hope you're being blessed by the podcast today. We wanted to pause for just a moment and just remind you to please check out our website, EmergeNashville.org, or you can also go to EmergingDaily.com, either one. You can find out more information about our ministry, about some things that we're wanting to do, and how we're wanting to make an impact in the Middle Tennessee area and in the world. And also, while you're there, check out the link that's there about our new line of t-shirts, hoodies, and things like that. We have several different shirts that are available. They say Just Love, and it has our Emerge Nashville emblem on it. If you would consider purchasing any of those, it would be a blessing to us. And I think it would be a blessing to you and to those you encounter, because when they see that message on there, it says Just Love. Maybe, hopefully, it'll make them think and be aware of the fact that, hey, we need to be walking in love towards one another. But anyway, we'll get back to the message here shortly, but I just wanted to encourage you to check those out. And also, please let your friends and family and, and co-workers and people know about the podcast. It's available on all pretty much all the podcast platforms and apps. And, of course, it's available on our website. And also check out our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash emergingdaily. And like our page, if you would, and share it. We would really appreciate it. And we'll get back to the message here shortly. If you like good old country cooking, then you're going to love Bell's Little Country Kitchen, located at 210 West High Street in Lebanon, right in the heart of Middle Tennessee. Bell's Little Country Kitchen is family-owned and operated, and is Lebanon's new favorite place for great country cooking. They have a terrific breakfast and lunch menu, as well as awesome specials throughout the week, like the Friday night, all you care to eat catfish dinner and fixings, and their Saturday morning breakfast bar. And now, they've teamed up with We Deliver to bring their super southern food right to your home or office. You can find out more by going to their website, bellslebanon.com, where you can see their menu and specials, and even order delivery. That's bellslebanon.com, located at 210 West High Street in Lebanon. You're going to love Bell's Little Country Kitchen, Lebanon's new favorite place for great country cooking. Now, this is when it starts getting a little deep, because that word is from ponos, which is labor, continuous and exhausting labor. And how many of us are so tired of these thoughts that just keep pressing against us? We're so tired of of fighting this mind, these thoughts, these attitudes, these emotions, it gets so tiresome. See, that's where the word evil comes from, is from labor, anguish, continuous and exhausting labor and anguish. Okay, so we're, we're fighting that thing that is basically the cause of our anguish, of our labor in high places. In the high places, this mind, this high place right here. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're not fighting against anything out here. What we're fighting with is within us, within you and within me. And it's in a high place because it's up here in our mind. Now, in uh, Corinthians, and I could do like somebody and say 1 Corinthians, but really it's 1 Corinthians. It's the first letter to the Corinthians. But now, actually, it's 2 Corinthians. It's 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians is the second letter, which really there were a lot of people think there was one in between 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, but... Anyway, in our Bible, we only have the two, one and two. We have first and second. But in 2 Corinthians, Paul is dealing with this same thing. 
And he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5, he says, well, let's go back up to verse 4 where the thought really starts. Well, really it starts in verse 3, so we'll start there. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Now, that word war there has to do with military campaign. It's a strategic war. We're not we're not fighting with flesh. The word flesh is flesh. It's sarks. That's what it means. It's flesh. We're not fighting in that. That's not what we're dealing with. Now that's that we walk in the flesh. In other words, we have to live in this flesh. But the flesh in this natural world, this natural thing out here that we see is not what we're fighting. He says the weapons of our warfare the word weapons is tools or utensils, implements of our warfare are not carnal. They're not carnal. In other words, they're not of the flesh. That word is sarkikos, which is pertaining to flesh. We're not fighting with that which pertains to flesh. So our weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not of the flesh. They're not fleshly. But they are mighty through God. They're powerful and capable through or by God for the pulling down of strongholds. Now, we just talked about strongholds. Remember, the rulers of the darkness of this world, the rulers has to do with that which has a stronghold in this thought system or belief system, okay, which keeps us ignorant in the dark in things pertaining to this age or the age that God is wanting us to move over into, okay? So, that's what's in strongholds here. It's the same. It's It deals with like a castle. It's a stronghold. It's a place where an enemy sets up a camp, an encampment, and a castle, and it's fortified. So, our weapons are for pulling down these strongholds. That word pulling down, that comes from the word... Catharsis, which is almost like catharsis, it's demolition, demolition, to demolish these strongholds. That's how mighty these weapons are. To cast down or to demolish, the same word, one is a verb and the other one is the noun. So we say to the pulling down, in other words, for the destruction of strongholds. So these weapons demolish they destruct cause destruction against imaginations now that word imaginations is actually reasonings reasonings or computations but reasonings is what it really means and how long how, how often do we even sometimes find it hard to even go to sleep because all these reasonings are going around in our mind and they're just rolling around and then it says in every high thing that exalts itself or raises itself up. Now, that is a very uh, key word right there. That exalts itself or raises itself up. Because there is that within us, which is the Son of Man, which is the Christ, the Anointed One, which is the Son of God, that should be raised up. Okay, So when it is raised up, it draws all men to it. But these other things, these other reasonings, these other thoughts, these these things that 
try to keep us in darkness, try to keep us in ignorance. They are strongholds. They try to raise up and exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. And that knowledge is gnosis. It's an intimate type knowledge. Not just, oh, well, I know uh, so-and-so. You know, I see them every day at, at work or I see them at the gas station every time. No, this is talking about intimate knowledge against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity, making them prisoners of war is really what the word means. Bringing every thought into captivity. And that word thought isn't just thoughts, but it's perceptions. It's your intellect, even your intellect itself, to the obedience of Christ, to the attentive hearkening. That word obedience there has more to do with like a dog when it hears something in the distance, how an ear sort of sticks up. It's attentive. It hearkens. But it's not just hearing, but it's hearing and following through with what you hear. So it's hearing and doing what you have heard to do. And Christ, of course, is the anointing. And I hope this hasn't bored you to death. But it's important to really know what these words are, because if we don't, if we don't know what these words really are, it's hard for us to really allow the truth that is in the Scripture to affect us. Because, as I've said before, we have a, a belief system and a thought system, especially in Western society, that is based on incorrect or incomplete understanding of Scripture. And so if we can really see what the Scripture is actually saying, that can help bring these thoughts into captivity, these strongholds of these systems of thought and belief. We can demolish them. We can crash through them and really begin to allow that Christ in us to be lifted up instead of these other things. See, the word antichrist is not referring to a man just like the word Christ does not refer to a man or a woman. It's talking about that which stands in opposition to the anointing, Antichrist. So these thoughts are Antichrist. It's not that it's, it's uh, against God per se, but it's holding back. It's instead of. Also, that word anti in the Greek can also mean instead of. And so they're taking the place of Christ in our life, and it's created strongholds that have kept us ignorant of the age that God has purposed us to be in. What is that age? It's the age of the Messiah, which Jesus entered into, as, and there have been individuals who have entered into it. But as a whole, we all are going to. But each of us as individuals have to enter it, or we will never enter it as a whole. You have to enter into this thing. How do you do it? What is the war? What are you fighting? You're fighting yourself. You're fighting these strongholds in your mind, these strongholds of thought, the strongholds of belief that have held you back and kept you ignorant of what's, what is in you, of what you are. You are the son and daughter of God. You are a part of God itself. And I don't have time to really get into what Elohim means, but you are a part of God. You. I'm talking to you. And in this system of beliefs, these system of thoughts have held you back. They've held me back. And they've held all of us back from allowing what is in us to really shine forth. Jesus spoke of 
in referring to Daniel, he spoke about the abomination of desolation. And Daniel spoke about it. And I don't want to get into the whole of what it means. But in, in talking about the Antichrist, a lot of people, especially, again, in the evangelical church, evangelical movement, their minds may go to this where he talks about the abomination of desolation and and they think well that's referring to the antichrist and it is but not as a as a person what is the abomination of desolation jesus speaks about it in matthew 24 and also he talks about it in mark and a little bit in luke on it but it's mostly in mark and matthew that he says uh when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by daniel the prophet standing in the holy place Whoso readeth, let him understand. In other words, he's saying that's sort of like a key to say, okay, I'm not talking about physical things. I'm talking about spiritual things. That's another way of him saying, let he that has an ear, let him hear. He's not talking about a person getting up and declaring themselves to be God. Now, in Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians, he says, let no one deceive you in chapter 2. This is Paul. He says, let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come. Let me get back over into the to the King James, not because I think the King James is just so good and perfect, but just because that's what I'm used to reading, and that's what I can uh, give you better understanding from, because that's what I'm used to. Let no man deceive you, he says, by any means, because it says, for that day shall not come. That's actually not even there in the Greek. For except there come a falling away first, that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Now, who is this son of son of perdition? Well, it's that other part of you. It's that opponent. It's that that old self, that other part of you that Jacob wrestled with. You know, and I've talked about it before. I'm not getting into all that again because you can go back and listen to some of the other ones. But it's it's this part of you that is the flesh it's just your old nature your carnal man your carnal nature your natural self as opposed to the spiritual part okay this it's not real deep it's just that other part of you that old part of you that wants to paul said that there's a part of me that wants to do good and there's a part of me that don't well it's just that this is that part of you that don't that, that he says that in romans 7 that whole chapter deals with that that's the son of perdition. It's not talking about some person called Antichrist. It is that part of us that is instead of God in our life, in our, in our, in our character, in our consciousness even. But he says, except there come a falling away first, and that son of man be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself to be God, or that he is God. Now, this is, again, this is not talking about some person. See, this is where they get off into talking about the, the temple is going to have to be rebuilt in order for the Antichrist to go into the temple and set in the Holy of Holies and say, I'm God. That's not what this is dealing with at all. This is talking about spiritual things, okay? Get that out of your head. Get that thought system let it die let that thing die because that's not what this is this is about this whole book is about you in an individual way and us as a human person corporately 
but it's not talking about one person going and sitting in some temple that's rebuilt in Jerusalem and him going in there and sitting in the Holy of Holies. If that were going to, if that were the case, that's already happened. That happened back when Jerusalem was destroyed. Okay. That's already happened in the, in, as far as in a physical sense that happened a long time ago. That happened in AD 70. So that's not what this is referring to. This is talking about spiritual things. What is the temple of God? Who is the temple of God is the better way of putting it. You are. Your body. You are the temple of God. So this part of you that is fighting against the Christ nature in you that's wanting to take control, that thing sits in there constantly declaring that it is God. This part of you that is instead of God, that's against God or instead of God in you, within you. I'm talking about you. It's in you. And it sits in there and declares that it's God. Instead of allowing that spark, that Christ divine nature that is there, but is hidden up under all this other junk, instead of allowing it to come to the forefront, this other part of you sits in there and says, no, I'm God, and I'm going to do things the way I want to do them, and I'm going to be how I want to be, no matter how hateful or spiteful or, or ignorant or whatever. It doesn't matter how I treat other people, and it doesn't matter. That's that part of you that sits in there. That's the Antichrist. So what are you fighting? You're fighting that. Now, really, a lot of times we're not. We're fighting against Christ. We're fighting against that spark of God within us because that thing is trying to come to fruition. It's trying to come forth, but we fight against it because I don't want to be nice to these people. They made me mad. I don't want to be nice to them. I don't want to, to show love to these people that have hurt me. And so we fight against that thing. What are you fighting? What am I fighting? We're not fighting flesh and blood. We're fighting this thing. And until we allow that Christ to be lifted up in us, our consciousness will not be lifted up, and the world will never be a better place. But it can be. And I believe it is. I believe that there is a higher consciousness that's coming upon us as a whole, as humanity. I believe it. But I also know that when the sun shines the brightest, that the shadows are the darkest. And so we're seeing that right now. We're seeing the sun rising and we're seeing these dark shadows. And it's, we're also seeing it within ourselves. We're beginning to see ourselves for who we really are for what we really are we're seeing that we're nothing apart from god and that's literally because literally we have no life apart from god we have no being no existence apart from god but there's nothing good about our lives apart from god apart from love you don't want to use the word god use the word love because they're synonymous and so your life is no good apart from love and i don't mean just the love for yourself and, and what things that you love, like a house and a car and a truck and a van and a good job and a, and a big house. I'm talking about that. I'm talking about love for others. Love for others. And until we allow that to really begin to take control, 
our lives will never be what they're capable of being. And there's always going to be that part of us that knows something is missing. What is it? It's that. Loving others, loving God, and loving others, and helping others, bestowing unto others, giving unto others, wanting nothing in return other than to please the one that we're giving to. But I think we can do it. You know you can do it. You know yourself that when you help somebody, that it makes them feel good, and by them feeling good, you feel good. And there's nothing better. There's nothing better than that. We're going to stop right there. We'll get into some more later. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you were stirred to put love into action. Feel free to send your questions or comments to EmergeNashville at gmail.com. And please consider donating on our website, EmergeNashville.org. Or write to Emerge P.O. Box 3242, Lebanon, Tennessee 37088.